Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that's coming to you with added baby this week. My name is Toasted and I am the host in the Midlands, um, somewhere in the Midlands in the UK. And joining me as always on the Isle of Wight is Sharon Bollen. Hello. Hello. So we're not sure whether we're going to have Sean uh, with us, but we are, I think this week we are really... Oh, yeah, I know. This week... <laughs> All right, I shall just carry on. I'll see what we get with this. This week, we are really feeling the 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 pinch of what happens when we don't have a third member, when we don't, when we don't have a third member to pick up some slack. Because this week we have um, two things for you: one thing in cinema and one thing at home, which we uh, which we've managed to see. So, Sharon, you and I managed to see the same thing in cinema this week. What was that? We both went to see Nightmare Alley. Yes, the new Guillermo del Toro movie, Nightmare Alley. And at home, I saw Iron Kicks and Kung Fu... F- no. I, no, Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. Iron Fist and Kung Fu Kicks. I've been trying to get that title right all week, even while I was watching it. It didn't quite work. <laughs> it didn't quite work out. So, um, yes, I went to say, which is a documentary all about the influence of Hong Kong cinema on the world, really. So, shall we kick off? Let us kick off in... Um, well, as you usually do in cinema with Nightmare Alley. And Sharon, I'll tell you what. You take this. <laughs> you take this. You tell us what Nightmare Alley is all about. Okay. Nightmare Alley is an homage to the sort of film noir of the 1940s. It's yeah. got like a quite particular style about it. But you can certainly see it's influenced by things like Black Narcissus and those sort of rich, stylish film noir type films where you have got an antihero. And this one, we meet our anti-hero. Yeah, there's a bit of double indemnity thrown in there as well. Yes. Yes, with the, the, the femme fatale. You've got an anti-hero, you've got a femme fatale. You've got a host of sort of colourful characters, basically, who pop up along the way. Yeah. So it starts off with our main character, the anti-hero, is Bradley Cooper. And the first time you see him, you see him burying a body in, under the floorboards of the house and then setting fire to it. Yeah. He then takes to the rose. This is in the 1930s. So it's after the Wall Street crash, just at the end of the Depression. And the, the, but the memory of like, the dust bowl of the Depression years is still very current. And so he takes the road and he ends up at one of these, what they in America they call carnivals, which, which if you're in Britain, there's quite a different thing. But it's like a fixed fairground thing where you have rides and then you have what's, I think, quite unique to the American carnival fair circus. Is you have, like, freak shows and you have, like, these spectacles. So yep, you have, yep. like, the House of Horrors. You have, like, what they call a geek show, which I've never heard of before. Yeah, me neither. Uh, which is, like, a wild man who... Is in this cave. Yeah. Uh, we, have, we have William the Boss go, is he man or is he beast? <laughs> you see it in the trailer. And then you've got people who can like electrocute themselves. You've got strong man. You've got all these different eggs, these turns, these carnival turns. Yeah. And Bradley Cooper sort of stumbles into this world and then he discovers he's basically got a gift for grifting, as they call it, which is like he's got the patter, he can move the crowds, he can talk to them. And he takes over the role of a mentalist, basically, someone who's got these really sharp observational skills, but with a 
a an assistant they can basically take one piece of information and then sort of roll with it by different means he has ways of of basically like saying oh there's someone in your past begins with the letter m oh there's a you've had a loss in your family oh they're trying to communicate with you so he basically stringing people along for the entertainment value then as he decides that he's 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 quite quite gifted at this this grifting this mesmerism, this mesmerism or whatever he calls it um he decides to take his show up a level so he goes to one of these like big towels and he does it there and then he sort of falls into sort of darker ways where he takes this sort of sideshow act and then to start using it for exploitative means and then things start taking a bit of a darker turn yes and that is where the second half of the film starts because because the film the film is it's it seems to be designed to be very obviously a sort of game of two halves kind of film where you have um you have uh, a section which is like you know obviously the bit of the carnival to begin with and then all of a sudden it's like that ends and then that's it boom that's it and then we're on to the second half of the film and it, and that's where the and I think the second half of the film is where it really gets a little bit noirish where it, where it, you start I mean I think if I have to say about this film if there were things I'm going to sort of give a big big thing up for the film it would be the the set design this, the set design is absolutely amazing in this film. Hello, Sean has just joined us. Hi, Sean. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I've been fiddling and fiddling and fussing around trying to trying to find the link again. <laughs> no, no problem. No problem, Sean. We know it's like yeah, one o'clock okay. in the morning where you are. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's all good. I mean, we have we have a baby here with us. We, we only have like one thing in the cinemas this week, and we uh, uh-huh. and we're, we're going to try and see how it goes. So yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's destroying something here. So, oh, look yeah. at that. <laughs> so yeah, we're talking about Nightmare Alley, which is obviously a film that we thought that you'd like, and um, uh, we're just we're just talking about the fact that it's like as a film of two halves, and but I think the set design of this is amazing. The set design of the carnival. There's a, one particular bit where Bradley Cooper walks into this sort of like circular thing that he's like, and I was just like, that looks amazing. Kate Blanchett's office, the office that Kate Blanchett has in this film, I could live in quite easily, <laughs> but it is, it is a gorgeous looking film. You look at, and it, it made me think that Kate Blanchett, she would be a star in any era of Hollywood because you could imagine her in black and white, and you could imagine plonking her into like a Barbara Stanwyck role in a yeah. film nine or four, and you're like, yep, she fits. She totally Barbara fits. Stanwyck, hey? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's got and, that bone structure, hasn't she? She's got she, like that. Like I was thinking, like a Marlena Dietrich in some ways, the way she yeah. just has that. The way she places her body, though, I thought there's just these angular yeah. lines. I just thought, yeah, she has that that yeah. look, yeah. Yeah, it was actually quite funny that you mentioned her bone structure because that's one of the things I thought watching this film. I was like, oh my god, she's got really good bone structure. It's like I was, I was actually thinking like it must be an absolute dream to light Kate Blanchett because whenever light you throw on her face, the light just bounces up and catches all sorts of interesting angles. But anyway, enough about that. But and the so yeah the and I thought the design of the film was excellent. I thought the performances were really good. I think Bradley Cooper is. The fact that Bradley Cooper, he's, I think he doesn't say anything in this film for around about 15 minutes. No, because uh, at the beginning you're thinking, is he yeah. going to say anything? And then he at, at the beginning of the film, you're wondering, are they going to keep this? Is this going to happen for the whole film? And you're just like, what, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And obviously, little by little, things get revealed. And I think this film, it's not straight up a, a noir. It's not straight up a noir. 
It's not yeah. straight up like there was a film. There's a film called Freaks, yeah. which was made like yeah. it. It yeah. there's a film called Freaks that the first bit of the film made me think of, and um, so there's all these different things. There's like a a coming of age. There's a there's the depression. There's a great American story thing going on in there. And I think one of the things I, I like about Guelo Molotoro is that he doesn't like telling stories linearly or, or, or he doesn't like telling, giving you the story that you think you're going to get. Although having said that, one of the big things that I had against this film was the fact that I figured out how it was going to end. I figured out a very big element of how it was going to end about an hour before the film ended. And, yeah. and it just gave you an awful lot of information about one aspect of the carnival. Yes. And you're yes. thinking... You're feeding me a lot of information here. You're basically setting up a lot of the stuff. Yes. I'm thinking, otherwise, why are you giving me all... There's a whole bit... What have we yeah. said in the past? It's yeah. um, Ibsen's a gun or something, isn't it? Uh, no, it's like, Chekhov's, Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's gun. Like, like if, if, if a gun is introduced in the first act, it's going to go off by the third act. And yeah. I'm not sure... And this is one of those things where you, you, you start wondering, have I watched too many films? Have I watched too much TV? Because <laughs> I was watching it going... Hang on, they told us all that. There's a reason they told us all that. And then I was like, that's how the film's going to end. And straight yeah. away, I was like, that's... Um, and this film, it takes its time. It's a bit leisurely. It doesn't really have a pace to it. It's two hours, 20 minutes long. And I long have... Film. Yeah, and long. I have... Yeah, I was sitting down there thinking, this film is too long. <laughs> I was sitting down there and I was thinking, this film is just way too long. Why are we going... It's like, why are we going on there? We know how it's going to end. We know what's going to happen. We know where you're heading with this. Why are you dragging it out? And um, I, I think that for me was a big, big black mark against it that stopped me enjoying it because I had a... I, I was pretty sure I knew how it was going to end. I knew a big part of how it was going to end. And it's not... In my head, I was like, this is not going to be a nice ending. And so the rest of the film, I just felt... I just felt like, you know, this feeling of impending doom coming. I was going, I know what's going to happen. And yes, you're, you're dragging it out. Stop dragging it out. Just get there. Get there. So, so yeah, um, I really en I enjoyed it. I loved the period detail. I loved the way they went about it. But storyline and all that, I would give it a three out of five because I feel like there's bits where it lagged and there's bits where it took its time getting places and it didn't necessarily give you much in there. Like Rooney Mara plays a character who might as well not be in the film. <laughs> I've got to be totally honest with you. She might not, might as well not be in the film. And there's a lot of great people who show up for small bits, and they're almost sort of like red herrings. You're like, oh, Clifton Collins, maybe he's gonna. Oh no, he isn't. David Strathen, maybe he's gonna. Oh no, he isn't. Oh, Tony Collette, maybe she's gonna. Oh no, and it just keeps popping up all these people. And you're like, oh no, 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 no. What, what are they doing here? So yeah, I'll give it a three out of five because I thought the story. I liked the film. I loved the detail. I thought the attention to detail was brilliant, but I do feel like it's too long. And I feel like um, he gets the ending way too early and then they still take ages yeah. to get there. Yeah, I would agree with all of that. And I haven't got much to more to add, basically. I thought the same thing. I thought there's bits that were for, I would say, like the like costumes, the look. Yeah. Especially when he's in his like debonair phase. I thought, yes. yeah, you got him right in too. Go from the 40s. Yeah. Um, when you have tash Esse you have essentially with, with that give him any Clark Gable role he fits yeah he was there and earlier on when he was like slightly rougher I'm thinking yeah you are, you're Gabby Cooper at this moment you are all those sort of 30s sort of coming to 40s film stars you've got that look yeah you know he does have it and yeah Kate Blanche 
stunning. Yeah. Some of the secondary cuts is just stunning. So I'd say four for the look of the film. Yes. But then, the substance, I'm thinking at points it went down to a two when I'm thinking, yeah. where's this going? <laughs> yes. And some of the detail, it was, yeah, there's just, I was thinking, yeah, I need to, I was, because oh, part of me was thinking, if I actually left now, you know, because not that I was going to leave, I never do, but sometimes yeah. I got to the point where I was like nearly two hours in, I was thinking, you know what, if I actually left the film now, I probably don't think I'm going to miss a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the way it's paced. So there are moments where I thought, this is dropping into two territory, where I'm thinking, you, you need to sharpen this up a bit. And so balancing that out, I would say it was a three. Yeah. yeah. It has uh, these stunning bits, and then it has bits where you go, just, yeah, just just get there. Just just get there already. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I would I would totally agree with that. So, um, Sean, when you finally do see that, let us know what you think because this is the film that I said last week. I thought that you would like, and that's I, it. Yeah, and I I still think that there's bits of it that you would like. Don't worry, I'm still here. I still think that, I still okay. think that there's bits of it that you would like, but there's also bits of it that uh, that are. They leave you wanting. They leave you going. Why would you do that? What? No, 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 give Give us more. And yeah. Although, and also, I'll tell you the first bit of the film. Another film that it reminded me of is. Do you remember, Sharon? You probably never saw this, but the live action Dumbo. The the live action remake of Dumbo that was done a couple of years back with Michael Keaton and Colin Farrell and every the first bit of it where they're in the carnival it really made me think of the live action Dumbo but seeing as none of you remember that never mind no. <laughs> was that the one that the, the lives of Doctor Panassas that one they were oh that no was no quite, that, yeah that uh, was a good movie that was that was a different film that yeah that was a, that was the that was um, Heath Ledger's final film wasn't it yes the Terry Gilliam one. Uh, all right, cool. So now, Sean, we've spoken about the only other thing that we have to talk about is an is a documentary on Netflix called Iron Fists and Kung Fu Kicks, which Ooh. I think, which I, I, if you haven't seen it, I think you would love it because it's all about the influence of Hong Kong cinema on the world and world culture and all that. And so, Sean, do you want to? Uh, is there anything that you had that you wanted to bring to us today? Well, I was just going to say that um, I, I did try to uh, like this week. I tried to catch a film at the cinema, but. The only thing I could catch was was ones that you've reviewed. So obviously they they must release them at a later date date out here. So I'm probably going to have trouble um, actually ca- catching a cinema film. I can okay. do loads of I can do loads of Netflix. Um, but well, yeah, I haven't so... seen anything on Netflix this week, Shawnee. So I was going to save my slot for you so that you could have a a slot oh, of your you. own. Bless you, bless you. Thanks, Sharon. You are you a little gem. You are you're a little gem. As I say, it's uh, it's um it's, it's funny with the time difference and everything, and I just had to had to battle my way through packs of roaming dogs today, which was a bit odd. What, what happened? I was walk. I, I was walking. They they tend to in the evening. They tend to let their their dogs out, the people, and they roam around in packs and become a little bit feral. Oh, wow. And they're like, and they're like, wah, 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 wah. So I picked up a big stone and they were like, and I picked it up and I sort of threw it up in the air a bit like that. And they, they were still barking and stuff, but it was pretty hairy. <laughs> no, I didn't like it much. It was a road I don't normally take. I thought, oh, I'd see what's down there. And it was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Big, there was quite a few of them as well. Must, must have been half a dozen or more. So, don't yeah, want to get so. bitten out there. No, definitely, definitely not. So, but yeah, I mean, anyway, I made it here and then I, 
bit of fussing and farting. And so yeah, but um, yeah, I've seen. I've seen. Film quite... I was interested in Save Our Cinema. I mean, yeah, that's on my watch list. Yeah, I'm interested I was, to see what you say about that one. Yeah, I was thinking you. Um, I was thinking that uh, you know that'd be good for, to to get your ideas on that because I was hoping you might have seen it as well because I know we mentioned it the other week. Yeah, so I mean, I can I I can do that one if you like, or have you got a cinema one to do? So, oh, you did the cinema. No, one. no, we we've got no other cinema stuff to do. So, Sean, carry on with Save Our Cinema. It is okay, so, Save Save Our Cinema. So this is on this is on Sky Movies, and I think it's a Sky Movies original one, and basically it's about. It's based on a true story of um, the cinema in a Welsh town, which basically they want. You've got it's a bit of a comedy. You've got like the the mayor who's a bit bit crooked, wide boy, one of these boys out of um, you know, like the reminds me of the chap out of Dad's Army, the one who does all the black market stuff. Um, anyway, he wants to knock it down. He wants to knock it down. So, um, so this lady hairdresser decides that she's going to stay in the cinema because they can't knock it down. So like all the all the bulldozers and the knocky downs come and they want to um, they want to get rid of the building. But she's she's in there. And then obviously it's, uh, you know, you get the rest of the village that's come in. They were talking. They got really nice Welsh accents. And then there's this old projectionist and um, he says, well, why don't we show a film, you know, for things. So they uh, get that good old Welsh film, you know, the teary one. I don't know if you've. You, you must have seen it, Sharon. How green was my valley? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I was. I was about to say how green was my valley. Yeah, you see, if I'd have given you, say, yeah. if I'd have given you two more minutes, yeah. you'd have nailed that, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd have been all right with that. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. So there's that. Um, and anyway, so basically, there. Is also... that's, the, that's the film that famously, famously stopped Citizen Kane from winning the best actor, best picture Oscar. Yeah, was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, so yeah, obviously the, it, it's a bit of nostalgia, and then they're still the mayor's still trying to knock it down. He's a bit crooked, and the postman of the village is a bit crooked, but he turns into a good guy at the end and runs against the mayor. And it's it's a good wholesome film, really. Oh yeah, there's so Jurassic Park has come out. Yeah. So they asked Steven Spielberg if they can show Jurassic Park. You know, it's brand new, and they said, yeah, of course. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit cheesy to be honest with you so you know i mean it's it's a nice story it's a lovely story it's um you know you've got all the 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 lovely characters in there like the old projectionist um and just all all the characters you could think of that live would live in a welsh village you know the old miners and the builders and there's there's even a couple of the guys that are going to knock down the cinema that turn up to watch our green with my valley you know and they were like (laughs) tears in their eyes and stuff and it's yeah, yeah, because the thing is, the thing is, watching the trailer for this, I got this feeling of like you know, lovely Saturday afternoon film, and I, I don't know whether it's just about you know films that are films that are set in Welsh villages give you that sort of vibe, but it's kind of like um, the, if you've ever seen the film, the Englishman who went up a hill and came down a mountain. Yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, 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 it gave it gave me some sort of like you know, sort of like you know, plucky little Welsh that goes up against the bad things of the world yeah. and everything like that and it gave me that kind of is, is it that kind of film yeah basically yeah it's that kind of film as i say you've got all the st- all the stock characters there the old boy the blue rinse brigade that because they set up <laughs> the stage for um uh you know the hairdressers and so you've got all the old ladies there saying their things like you know with the those big i don't know if they i don't know if they still do but it always makes me laugh that you see in those movies those big like helmet things that go over and go and they oh the hairdryers 
the hairdryers. The hairdryers, yeah. Got their, they, you know, and the women the magazines and the bunch of school kids come and they find it. Yeah, this, I mean, it's a, it's, yeah, it's, it is a good movie. It's worth a watch, but it is a bit cheap. Bit cheesy, I think. Bit cheesy and a bit schmaltzy and nice. You know, it's um, fairly predictable stuff, but it's worth a watch. Worth a good watch. Yeah, the thing is, like Sean, everything you said is what I watching the trailer. That's what I thought it was going to be, mm. and I was still like, I'll still put that on. I would still put yeah. that on on a Sunday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it it's, is. Like, yeah it's, it's one like... of those ones that you can sort of put on and watch. You know, and. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it's quite funny how green was my valley showing, you know, because obviously it's Welsh about Welsh miners, you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. All the, so yeah, keeps it. Yeah, no. So it's a good, it's a good, it's a good solid three star movie that you know, yeah, you can watch, and I'm, I'm sure you will. And it'd be great to hear Sharon's point of view. Yeah, um, it. certainly it's on my watch list. Um, it's just yeah. yeah this I'll, week. I've got, I should have more availability, so I've got some time off work and my brother's away, so I can wow, wow. get the big telly. I wish I was. Li- I was uh, just one thing. I was listening to your review of uh, Raccoon City like that, and oh, I was like, yeah. Evil. "Welcome to Raccoon City." Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'd love to do a review on that, but I'd, perhaps I'll do that separately, and we can put it on the okay, let's put this Did you agree with Sharon Star rating for Resident Evil? Welcome to Raccoon City. Yes, I did. Yes, yes. I mean, it started off really good, but then it was the. It, it didn't take us too seriously, I guess, but um. You know, I was thinking it's hard to do with the Resident I, Evil film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was watching it and I was thinking, well, I can't wait to say about that stupid thing, and I can't wait to say about what the, where's the continuity, where the where the hell is the, you know. So yeah, so I agree, agree with Sharon on that one. But I'll do a, I'll do a whole I'll do one of my two minute spoiler ants one day on that. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. Res- Res- it's like everything Sean doesn't like about Resident Evil Raccoons. Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, <laughs> all right, so that's three stars for for Save Our Cinema, and I'm actually keen to watch it to see Samantha Morton's see Samantha Morton's Welsh accent because I don't know about you guys, but every now and then, like you know how Sean has his much publicized list of actors that he just irrationally hates. Like, yes, <laughs> like yep. Stanley Tucci, he's like, no, Killian Murphy, I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't people it doesn't matter if they give like an Oscar worthy performance. Sean is like, I don't no, care how rubbish. blue your eyes are, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care how magnetic a presence you are. No, you suck. And and <laughs> and oh, I I have sort of like the opposite. I have actors who I just want to see good things for. I want to see their careers keep going. And and Samantha Morton is one of those. She is one mm. of those who. I feel like I don't see her in enough stuff. I feel yeah. the last thing I actually remember seeing her in was in the first Fantastic Beasts and where to find their movie. And after that, I have not really... I know she's been in Walking Dead, but I'm not watching that. Even if the Morton's in that, I'm not watching that. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that there's... So, yeah, and the fact that she's in this film just makes me go, you know what? Yeah, I'll give this a go. See some of the Morton doing stuff because, as I said, I don't think she does enough. Or I don't think we see her in enough. Right, and now we go on to a final thing, which is Iron Fists and Kung Fu Kicks. And this is something that, you know, when you, you're scrolling through Netflix, and you go into different things, and Netflix does this thing that if you dare hover on something for more than a second, that's it, you're going to get a trailer. And this came up, and I started playing the trailer, and straight away I was like, oh, I am watching that. <laughs> and what this is all about, this, this film is it's essentially about the Hong Kong film industry. And it tells you the history of the Hong Kong film industry. I think it's an Australian production. And it talk, it goes all the way back to... And this is something that I didn't know about. But Sean, 
you probably are going to jump when I say the words, the Shaw Brothers. Oh, Shaw Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two. Golden Harvest and Shaw Brothers were the big... Yeah, big, this this goes before before Golden Harvest, and it goes talks about Shaw Brothers and how Shaw Brothers started making all these films and what it meant to them to make these films and how they had a monopoly. You know how we keep complaining about how Disney own everything, and yeah. literally in and even during the pandemic, where, where I was joking saying that Disney is essentially going to buy up all the cinemas so they can own all the distribution networks and all that kind of stuff, and they find out that Shaw Brothers did that in hong kong they owned the studios they owned the cinemas they owned everything they they decided what it is people would want and there's all these different things like the fact that they they had female action heroines way before it was a thing way before the other week we had like you know the 355 we're talking about and it was like oh wow women kicking ass uh." but Mm. Shaw brothers had that going on in the 40s (laughs) it's kind of like and it's and it's and then they go through the whole thing through when Bruce Lee came in and then how how Hong Kong cinema, mainly martial art movies, ended up taking over the world and Bruce Lee came up and it goes through to Jackie Chan up to present day. And for anybody who like me grew up watching martial arts movies and absolutely adoring them. I mean when mm. we were growing up, I remember that there were two people we wanted to be. It was either James Bond or Bruce Lee. <laughs> and, and it was and are we absolutely adro- adoring these films? I would say go watch. Yes, Kemi, Kemi agrees. Yeah, I would say watch Iron Fist and Kung Fu Kicks because I will it tells, watch that. I will watch that. Yeah, and it gave. And the thing with it is that it comes up with so many different films like that I'd never heard of. That I was like, I need to go find that film. Like Seven Grandmasters, <laughs> and then it, and then it goes into what happened when these films got to America, how these films became like you know culturally relevant worldwide. And why it meant so much because there's always this thing where, um, okay, obviously I'm Nigerian, and we grew up in Nigeria, and we had a real thing for these films. We, yeah, we had an affinity for them, and it goes on and talks about how. I'm gonna, I'm just turning away from the mic. <laughs> it goes on and it talks about how, like you know, when these films got to America, what it meant to the Black American population. Because they were, they were like, okay, they're fighting against the man. We want to fight against the man too. And all these different cross-pollinations that happened of how things from Hong Kong cinema went into black exploitation cinema. They went back from black exploitation cinema into Hong Kong cinema. And then it talks about its effect on things like parkour and on the whole sort of like breakdancing scene. How the, 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 and it has all, as, what it does very effectively is that it shows you that the influence of Hong Kong cinema has gone across the board. It has. Go- there's one character who said, or there's one person in it who says, "We've taken what they've done and we've remixed it and we fed it back to them." And it's like this conversation where we remix it and we give it back, and they go, "Okay, okay, we see that. We take that. We remix it. And we put it back and all that." So I would. I loved this. I thought it was really, really good. I think towards the end, there's a couple of connections that they try and make that doesn't quite work, and it feels almost as if that they're running out of time for their runtime, so they can't really delve into it. I think it might have been better as maybe like a three-part, a three-part documentary series. Mm. Hang on, what, what is going on with you? Yeah, good. It might have been better as a three-part documentary series, um, but all in all, I thought it was brilliant. It's given me a much bigger watch list of things to watch from Hong Kong cinema. I'll give it a four out of five. So yeah, I would Ooh. say Iron Fist, I, I, Iron Fist, Iron Fist kicks, and that's on net, that's on Netflix. That one that yeah. is on Netflix. Right. That is on Netflix. Mm. And I would imagine that it would be even more because it's 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 it makes a big deal of the fact that it's an Australian production. 
so so at the beginning of the so i'd imagine with you at the moment being so much closer to australia you should probably get you should probably be able to get it on there yeah 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 there's um yeah, no, no, just saying, yeah, I, I will. I'll have to, I will check that one out because it seems, and maybe, maybe my cinema things, will, if I check out a Thai movie, <laughs> if I can get one with English subs. So, but then I, I doubt anyone would ever see it in, in that country. There is one called Four Kings, which seems to be quite popular, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, so I'm not really sure about my cinema fare these days. All right, so All right cool. Back. Well, we'll so, always save you a telly, uh, a streaming slot. All right, well that's okay then. That's cool. We like that. We like that. Yes, we'll, we'll save. We'll save you. Your a fan slot. base won't tolerate you not having. <laughs> a... Wow! Wow! As I say, no, yeah. Yeah, your fan base are going. Sean, how dare you leave us with just Tosin and Sharon? Yes, no, they're not. No, they're not. We want you, it's a terrific. You've done it. It's it's terrific. Um, terrific. I, as I say, I've been catching up, listening to them all since because I've had a little bit of time. So I've been listening to them, and they're quite good. Because I mean, you can just listen to them while you're sort of doing other stuff, which is yeah. really good. And, That's the beauty um, of podcasts. I'm, I'm, I'm dying to see West Side Story. I really am, and yeah. um, I, I really want to see West Side. I, I wanted to see West Side Story from when Spielberg yeah. was remaking it. I think you need to it. do the whole compare and contrasting, which you can't help but do. Have you mm. ever seen the original? So. Because I love the original. It's an I love the original. Exercise. Yeah. No. Yeah, we do that. Right. <laughs> okay. So until next week. Next week, when we will try and see if cinema has started getting happier or cinema has started, uh, you know, getting braver, and we have more things to watch. Because I was, if I'd thought about it this week, Sharon, I would have watched Sing Two, because I know that you're not going to go close yeah, to Sing Two with a barge What you? You know what? Did you say you've seen that? No, no, no. I said there's probably no way that I'm going to get to see that one. <laughs> yeah. Sing. So, but I, in the end, I just went for Nightmare Alley just because of because of timings, and it worked for me. But until next week, when we will see if we can get you a baby-less podcast, which I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. It's quite good. We'll have to get some, yeah, interesting <laughs> reviews. It sounds like, like, um. Kemi didn't like your reviews. She liked mine and Sharon because she kept yeah. quiet. But she's like, Dad, Dad. You see, this Dad. Is it. I'm getting it from all. Okay, we have established this is what happens online. So Sean gets fan mail. Sharon gets people who want to engage with her. And I get abused. Ow. And I'm getting it in my own house. In my own house. I say stuff. I say stuff and I'm getting heckled during my reviews. And you guys are getting like, you know. You're getting like, oh, quite polite. Go, oh, yes, oh, yeah, that's a very good point. Oh, yes, 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 I do. Yeah, yes, the nature of the beast. Oh, well done, well done, well done, well done. And I just get heckled. <laughs> but, but okay, so that's a nice short one this week. Until next week, when we shall see what is in the cinema and see if we can get to the point where we see more than, more than a film, more than just the one film in the cinema. It's a goodbye from me. And, it's a, good, and a goodbye from me. Yeah, if you would like to come join us on a week, if you want to come join us as a reserve for a week where Sean can't quite make it because of the time difference, then please get in touch with us and let us know. But anyway, see you guys next week. Thank you very much for joining us. Oh,